A priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Episode number 50 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast with the most special guest so far to date. Bishop Brennan is here on the podcast. Hello, Justin. <laughs> Hello, Father you... Sean. Hello, Nolan. Nolan's Hello, right Bishop Brennan. <laughs> yes, no, Nolan's with you, so you're, you're stuck with him for however long we record for. <laughs> yeah, we, we work together, so, and, and here we are braving it through a snowstorm to be here. That's right. Is it really, is it snowing? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't is... call it a snowstorm, but it is snowing. And all the people here are going home, but we're going to stay. We're going to stay and make our way through this podcast. That's right. That's we're right. Gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll have to make it as quick as possible. Then. <laughs> no, we're tough guys here. Hey, what, what would what would Monsignor McDonald do? He would he would he would speak to the people, right? That's right. All, now all you ten. had Monsignor McDonald for your twenty fifth, and you asked him twenty five questions. I hope yes. you're not going to ask me fifty. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, we, what we, we don't have enough talent to come up with 50 questions. <laughs> yes, exactly. What we, we wanted tried. to do... We stopped somewhere at 30. I, I think you do. You frighten me. <laughs> <laughs> what we wanted to do for the 50th is have you on and uh, talk to you, but also in honor of Monsignor McDonald, uh, we're going to kind of have you tell maybe some of your favorite Monsignor McDonald's but, stories, but we'll get, we'll get to that in a little bit. I think first... Is, isn't there congratulations to at hand for you, Bishop Brennan? That's right. Thank you. Yes, I was named uh, the Bishop of Columbus. I'll be installed as the Bishop of Columbus on March 29th. That kind is of exciting. Exciting news. How do you feel about everything? Um, actually, I, I'm more excited than I thought I'd be. I was, um, I, you know, I'm sad to be leaving parts of Long Island, and I have a lot of connections, a lot of roots here, my own family is here but um i'm kind of excited about doing something new being in a different place um getting out of the political uh, arena of new york i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> that's true you, you'll grip. be you'll be the bishop of the ohio state university right this is true this is true wow. i am now a buckeye <laughs> how about that We've, you know I've never I, had a vested interest in college football until maybe now. I might be an Ohio State <laughs> fan. Now. There you go. There you go. You can come. We can do a podcast from Ohio State. There we there go. There you go. Yeah. Chances that are. That sounds I'll be like in, a plan. I'll be in Columbus before these guys. So That's probably Actually, true. I think, I think I'm going to Columbus soon. Are you really? Yeah, I think so. Do you know what know, Justin all, does? Bishop, I do. You work with the concerts, right? Concerts, yep. so concerts, <laughs> concerts. <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> yeah, the end of March, I'll be there. So may- maybe we'll uh, we'll cross paths at a Toby Mac concert one day. Well, well, you know, I'd be interested because if I'm already there, maybe maybe I might get invited. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'd come. <laughs> I, oh, I, and, and I'll invite. Is that you. a strong hint or what? <laughs> <laughs> You hey, better every, remember this. They all, everyone loves Father Sean, so that's that's. Uh, you'll you'll come to bring a bishop here. backstage would be a whole nother level. I was gonna say if a bishop comes, then their Father Sean's gonna be old news soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were in Cleveland with Bishop Perez. Oh, Toby that's Mac, right. Toby Mac played at one of his events. 
Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And when I was I was there because I was visiting with Justin, so Justin invited me to come with him to Cleveland and then go to Nashville from there. And I'm standing online with the priest, and Bishop Perez comes over and he's like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I'm with Toby back." Yeah. I'm- I'm, I'm with the with band. Toby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I told that to some lady that was helping. She's like, Toby Mac has his own priest? And I was like, no. He's, <laughs> he's not Catholic, but we still not love yet. him. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. He doesn't have his own priest yet. Um, so what what are some of the, the last things that you'll be involved with, Bishop, in Rockville Center before, before you make the big move? Well, on uh, Sunday, no, Saturday this week, we have the Hispanic Men's Conference. That, oh, nice. Um, Deacon Francisco Callas is, and Deacon Roberto uh, Polanco are organizing, so I'll be saying mass for them, and um, I, I'll just be going, I wouldn't necessarily call them the farewell tour, but uh, I'll be going to different places uh, to celebrate mass, I, I'll be with the Spanish-speaking community one night, I'll be at, at another day in Hempstead, um, my home parish of OLPH. Nice. Mine, mine as well. Yes, yours as well, Nolan, and, uh, and then a farewell in... Um, where I uh, live in uh, Our Lady of Peace. So, you know, more sentimental than anything else. And yeah. I, I just just having worked here for like for six months now, I, I know that like the uh, the Hispanic community is really going to miss you. You, uh, you had a great impact on their um, on their ministry. And, and, and they on me. And, and, and bridging the gap and everything. So I think I, I know people have already mentioned to me. Uh, you know what's beautiful in the Hispanic community? Like some people will say, where were all the young people? go to mass where are all the young people and i say go to the spanish mass it's true you see a lot of <laughs> you see a lot of young families it's true i was with a bunch of them at uh in panama on world right. Day. what a great great group of people yeah so is there is there a big uh spanish culture in columbus that you know of or there is um mo- most i'm told that most of the uh, spanish-speaking population comes out from mexico although there's a parish that's uh, almost completely um guatemalan so uh but so so right in the city i think there are a few it's not it's not as many people as you would have here on long island but um i i don't think it's a small number either so i'm looking forward to meeting people looking forward to meeting everybody again ohio state when you think about the the opportunities for uh campus uh life that's that's pretty amazing yeah that's awesome and that is really a big part of the culture out there Yes, yeah, football, football almost is religion. So you have you have to fix that at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I'll I'll give you the advice that my dad gave me whenever I started a new place. He told me, "Don't trust the first person that tries to be your friend." <laughs> <laughs> now, now, what if this gets? What if I advertise this in? Uh, Columbus, they, they might say, oh. <laughs> then, then they'll know. Yeah. Then they'll know. They'll the know. <laughs> You'll go the first year without any friends. They'll Actually, if I, if I was going to say, if they hear that, they're not going to. They're not going to be warm and welcoming it to them. Don't do right. that. I, might, I might be desperate. <laughs> Somebody, please be nice to me. <laughs> no, actually, there's something about Midwestern hospitality. People oh, yeah. seem to be really, yeah. really nice. Yeah. They really are. That is. I was going to say, I think it'll be different from New York in a lot of ways. Yeah. And you know, it's um, I, it, it's kind of ironic. I, one of the reasons I became a diocesan priest was because it's local. It's here. It's Long Island, yeah. and and I did everything here. I went to college here. I uh, I went to St. John's University. I went to the seminary here. I always, all my assignments were here. I never studied abroad or anything like that. Everything I did was right here on Long Island. And all of a sudden, 
in in the in a moment of a phone call, okay, you're going to Columbus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is wild. Yeah. What is, is what is your favorite memory of being a bishop in Rockville Center? Hmm. My favorite memory. Well, let me let me change it a little bit. I think one of the things I most love doing are confirmations. I just have such a good time at confirmation. Um, people are so. Um, everybody's so uplifted at them um, and you know hopefully the power of the Holy Spirit God's doing something big there you, you know I don't I've never really met anybody who's remembers much about their confirmation they don't some people don't know even know the name of the bishop who confirmed them and these are good people I'm not talking about right, right, right. You know, <laughs> the slobs I'm not I'm talking about you know people are pretty involved not not strong memories of the confirmation but you're hoping that the power of the holy spirit is really having a transforming effect on on their lives and i i always i, I tell them it's 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 not easy to be young and to be a catholic today and yeah. we, we go through those promises you know do you reject evil uh, do you reject satan and all his works and all his empty promises and i say you know i know you guys are making you're rejecting Satan every single day. It's not just something you're doing standing here in a church, but you have to pass by an awful lot of stuff and say no to it, not once or twice, mm. but every single day. So I, I say this, and I really mean it. I admire a lot of the young people who I confirm, and um, I, it's an honor to be able to do that because I know a lot of them are really trying to do their best in, in a world that's really difficult. Yeah, and ho hopefully many, many more of confirmations to come, just in yep. a different, different time. In a different place. I yeah. start confirmation the day after I arrive. Oh, I, I think I, the, inst the installation's on Friday, and then like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right through confirmations every day. <laughs> wow. That's great. Get right to it. That's good. That's good. My, my main memory of confirmation was I had strep throat, so. But I'm still here, so that's okay. There you go. <laughs> Who confirmed you? Uh, Bishop Murphy. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Very Bishop Sellup confirmed me. That's Bishop's... who confirmed me as well. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bishop McGann so. confirmed me. Okay. And then he ordained me. Wow. Look at that. that. Oh, wow. Yeah. We all knew we must we must be doing something right. That's why we have a podcast because we know who confirmed us. We're, yeah, you do. I'm I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> make me, that at least makes me feel better. <laughs> Somebody remembers. Well, I I could think of one person you confirmed here that will definitely remember that you confirmed her. Oh yeah, Julia, Julia Brennan. I think. Oh, over there in uh, in Smithtown. That's right. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. Williston Park. That's right. Of course, <laughs> Julia Brennan. I, that's right. <laughs> Most people will remember that I put a lot of oil on their head. I really yeah. <laughs> you want to make it count. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a double blessing. It's, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask you, Bishop Brennan, because we mentioned Monsignor McDonald. I know that you, you were listening to that, that episode, and it kind of became a... a Hot, not a hot topic, but people were talking about the episode and listening to it. Um, I'm curious to hear your vocation story with the involvement of Monsignor McDonald and kind of how it evolved from priesthood to being a bishop. Because he always bragged about you the most. It was Father Sean's <laughs> second, 
that's only because of time. I have more years on. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and Father Sean. Um, I met Father McDonald when I was 16 years old. And um, I had already pretty much decided that um, I wanted to be a priest. I, I don't, to a certain extent, a little bit like him. I don't remember a time when I didn't want to be a priest. Mm. It was just always there. And sometimes, you know, you think about other things, but I always kept coming back to being a priest. And um, like I remember key moments when it was stronger, you know, like when, when some, something somebody said or did, but it just always seemed to be there. So I can't, as much as I'd like to, I can't give him the credit for me wanting to be a priest. <laughs> you know, but... And he would always say that. He knew that, too. He knew that. Um, and I think he knew when I first met him that I wanted to be a priest. And It didn't take any convincing. It didn't take any convincing. <laughs> Maybe that's why you were fa his favorite, too. <laughs> it took me a discerning. little Why? What are you discerning? That's right. <laughs> but he helped me a lot because I was in um, high school. I was at St. John the Baptist High School, and I was going to Mass there. And um, I wanted to go to St. John's University. Rather, th at that time, Douglaston was a, uh, a college in itself. It, it wasn't a residence where you went to St. John's. So I wanted to go to St. John's. And he did all this research so that I could find out what philosophy courses to take, what things I needed to have before I graduated college, so that you wouldn't have to spend that other year in the, high, in the, in the <laughs> seminary, that pre-theology. <laughs> but he... Um, he, you know, he was a great encouragement. I, I, one of the things, and I've seen him do this with other people, he, he gets you involved, doesn't he? You know, yeah. and y y you, you think you're doing him a favor. You're driving him somewhere, or, or uh, helping him move something or something like that. But really, what he's doing is opening these worlds to you. That's what he did for me. You know, he brought me on a sick call and. Um, and he, he had me uh, read. At that time, when I was younger, at that time, the idea of people choosing their readings and um, reading, having people read at their weddings wasn't such the custom. It wasn't that big as what it is, it is now. And so he would have me read at things. He would have mm -hmm. me read at mass. You know, when I was a kid, I was deathly afraid of public speaking. I wanted to be a priest, but I... I was like one of those kids. You know how you had to read like a paragraph at a time mm -hmm. in a class? Yeah. I'd count up the kids and then count the paragraphs and I'd like... <laughs> Brace yourself for the one that you had to read, yeah. <laughs> and I was so nervous. But he just gave me opportunities, gave me chances to get over that. And that that was a big help to me. That's a big yeah, help. And it's funny because like there was... I, he had me working at St. Aidan's one summer, and he gave me something to do, and there was nothing to do in the religious ed office. So I came back to him, and I was like, listen, I feel bad for being here because I'm sitting there, and I'm not doing anything. And so um, then, then he, says, he goes, don't you understand that this is the St. Aidan's scholarship fund? And he, and also, he's like, just, just then, then, I, then I just eat lunch with him. Yeah. And that's what I would do. I would eat lunch with him, and then he would talk about canon law. And he's like, when you're filling out like the prenuptial investigations, this is how you do it, so you don't. Ma and then when I was in class, I knew everything. Right. And that was because exactly. he taught it to me exactly. already. 
And I said something once, and and the professor was like, how do you know this? And I said, eating lunch with Monsignor McDonald. That's how I know it. Yeah. And it was just simple, practical um, uh, advice, practical learning. And then the other thing, you saw how he was with people. I would see how he was with... uh, around people and how he knew how to put people at ease maybe mm. make the laugh make people laugh right something like that so sort of like this podcast you get people to laugh a little bit so then then you can talk about more serious things right and right i i think what's neat about just hearing some of these stories about him it's it just really sounds like and he he said it himself before i mean all that mattered to him was being a priest and and, and that, that's what that's he loves but he really true. like that's all he wanted to talk about just right. priestly things and and um, I, I can't think of a better witness for, for somebody, you know, I know he didn't like discerning, but someone <laughs> discerning the, the priesthood, and it's, it's a great thing. Now, Bishop, I have a question for you. Was Do you remember when you told him that you were to be uh, ordained a bishop? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm curious what his reaction I, was. I was down in Long Beach, and I... I jumped the pontifical secret. I, he said I could tell my spiritual director, so I figured that my, I had my spiritual director for my confessor, but I figured Monsignor McDonald was right up there in that right. class. So, <laughs> I, so I had the permission to, to talk to my spiritual director. So um, we went to dinner at the Fisherman's Catch in uh, Point Lookout. And, um, and when, just before we got there, I told him in the car, and he was ecstatic. Oh, and, that's and great. That. But ever since then, he would say to me, so when are we going to the Fisherman's Catch again? <laughs> he wanted to know why I have more news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Or if you had any dirt. What's the dirt? <laughs> Catholic dirt, though. Yeah. Catholic. yeah, yeah. It's, o- it's Catholic. okay if it's Catholic gossip. It's, it's Catholic gossip, so it's not as bad. <laughs> well, I remember I, I drove him to the rehearsal for your Episcopal ordination. And as soon as we got back into the car and we started driving, uh, I started driving from Rockville Center back to St. Aidan's. He started yelling, I backed the winning horse. And then he started, <laughs> he started looking at me. He goes, you see what happens when you listen to me? Do you see what happens when you listen to me? <laughs> and I was like, what if I not listened to you? <laughs> he just so wanted he would... to make sure you weren't going to veer off course. Yeah. <laughs> he would say the same thing. Look, look at your brother, you you boob. <laughs> <laughs> what, bi- Bishop, what's something that I maybe that you've learned from or witnessed from Monsignor McDonald that you now, you kind of have in your head and you're like, this now moving to Columbus is going to be something where I could practically apply. Uh, maybe And then maybe it stems from something you learned from Monsignor McDonald. I would say two things clarity of faith and a generous spirit those are the two things clarity of faith one of the things I, I spoke about this at his funeral mass there are many many things to admire about Monsignor um, McDonald but he had a, a, his, his faith was it, it was a simple faith it was it was it was perfectly clear and you know it, everything's about getting into heaven that's what it's about and that God gives us what we need to be able to get there and if you think about it that was everything he did everything he talked about you know he, he would tease about too much religion you know, that <laughs> but he, but the fact is 
he knew the basics and he said don't focus on the basics and he he was confident that gave him a certain sense of confidence in in what he preached and what he taught it, it was very clear god loves us god wants us to be happy with him in heaven we that's what we want to do we want to live our lives to get to heaven mm -hmm. and he, he also understood human nature and that people really struggle and people do fail and he knows that that's why god gave us the sacraments and that leads to the other thing i've never met anybody with a more generous spirit when it comes to being available to people when it comes to the sacraments when it comes to serving people um and it wasn't just that he was doing it because it was a nice thing to do but because this was something god gave him to give to people mm -hmm. and it was important confession was important because people needed to know the mercy of god they needed to be forgiven from their sins we all do and uh, so those would be the two things to that, uh, to have that confidence that clarity of, of faith um, and then and then, and then to, to be generous i really uh, that's one thing i learned from him that i really try to uh, imitate and i i don't live up to his generous spirit but that was something he would right you know that yeah yeah you know that uh, yeah a lot of there's like there's a few times like you know when some of the more difficult people want to see you and then you're kind of like you're trying to think of all the reasons why you can't meet with them and then i think of him and i'm like i can't i, I can't come up with an excuse that <laughs> i just think of him yelling at me just right. see them just see them and i'm just like okay do it. <laughs> just do it do it <laughs> Don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think of that sometimes. Like, you, you, you get into the hospital to see somebody. And sometimes you think to yourself, oh, you know, I'll do that tomorrow. And, well, who knows if there is a tomorrow. Yeah. 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 And that was a big thing. So he said, get there. Go, yeah. go. go he right really away. lived by that. Yeah. And he did it because it's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got a lot of technical gadgets, all of you. Good grief! <laughs> pings and buttons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I forgot to I forgot to mute my bings. Uh, <laughs> in, in uh. Talking talking about with the uh, with the funeral mass. Um, one, I, I I thought everything that you said in the mass was was beautiful and was perfect. I I don't think, and I think we might have talked about it on the podcast or what Father Sean and I maybe talked about it. I don't know if we'll ever witness a funeral as special as that one no no in in, in our lifetime that was kind of just the the beauty of it uh so what what was kind of going through going through your mind with all that i'm sure that was did you feel a lot of pressure because you you knew everything that he wanted so that that part was <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> he, he was very clear wasn't he yeah yeah <laughs> oh he um yeah a little there was a little bit of pressure because um, you wanted to do a good job for him. Yeah. I wanted to do well for him. It's not that. Uh, you know, that, that was the main thing. And, you know, Father Jerome the night before was brilliant. He was yeah. just wonderful. Yeah. And he captured him. And um, I just wanted to, to build, to, to draw from that a little bit. What was going through my mind all those days, the wake and everything, just the the number of people whose lives he touched, and the number of people who came—not just that they came, but that they really told stories of things he did for them, 
and how he helped them, how um, he dropped everything for them. Um, I it was I was struck by the way he did it too. It was one person at a time. It, it was. wasn't it wasn't um, big programs and you know drawing huge crowds. Although people love to hear him preach, mm-hmm. I know that, and he got people to come to mass. But it was really the attention he paid one person at a time. He wasn't the youth group guru, right? He didn't. He he he. he what did he do though? He would he would talk to people. He and particularly the the youth. I mean. Yeah, but he would, but 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 he, with the young people, he would talk to them as individuals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would meet people where they were, and he would re- and with great respect for them. And that really is youth them. ministry. I yeah. mean, when it comes down to yeah. it, it's not about a program. It's, it's about not. this personal yeah. relationship. No, he certainly wasn't a big fan of concerts. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. That is. Oh yeah. Was... Trust me, I knew that. <laughs> but he knew he would. He, he could walk into a crowd of a thousand people, but he would talk to one person. Mm. That's true. And and that's who was at the funeral. People who he. He encountered one person at a time, right? And in a sense, that's how Jesus Himself worked, right? Yeah, one person he would, and and, and he'd give them full attention. Um, any follow up, um, he'd be interested. He'd be interested in people who wait again wherever you are, you know. And you know, he 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 knew how to do things that I can't do. Um, he, he could say things in a funny way. That that weren't necessarily offensive. That if I right. said it, it would be <laughs> it would come off the wrong way. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I I don't. I think if I called somebody an idiot, they you idiot. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> they would take it at first. Yeah, that yeah. wouldn't go over too. It was well, a term of endearment when it came from him. But it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They because people knew. They knew. You know. You you, you think of uh, the expression of Cardinal Newman: "Heart speaks to heart." Mm-hmm. He knew how to meet people at that deeper level. And, you know, Bishop Harris noted, look at all the young people who were there at the funeral. It's true. It's true. And right up until, like, the point where he was sick, I mean, he was still affecting the young people in his parish very much. You know? Yeah. And just being interested. Being interested in what they were interested in. Laughing a little bit. Asking the questions. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'll never forget. I brought him to get a haircut once. Because he didn't... <laughs> He didn't like to park in that parking lot. And when we got there, I they had rap music blasting, and it was like all this stuff going on. I'm like, this doesn't seem to t- like the type of place where he would get a haircut. And on, they were, had the, t- the TV on, and they were talking about Snoop Dogg. And then Monsignor McDonald started talking about Snoop Dogg, the rapper. And I'm like, <laughs> how does he know who Snoop Dogg is? And he goes, what's he up to now? And then all the people like turned around and are looking at, because he went to the one older man who cut hair there. Everyone else was younger. And all the younger people that were there were like looking at this priest. And like, how does this guy know about Snoop Dogg? <laughs> like just something as simple as that. That's, that's a com- That's a conversation starter. Exactly. <laughs> and that's probably why he said it. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He could have went in there and got his hair cut and left, but he probably would have said, you know, this could be a chance to, to change someone's life or uh, to, to plant a seed, and, and he always yeah. took an opportunity to do that. For all we know, he converted that whole barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bishop, I, I thank you very much for joining us. Uh, 
and let Father Sean Nolan, do you guys have any any more questions or? I would just say, if if, if is there any, um, you know, Monsignor McDonald story in particular that you remember, either a funny story or just? Oh, I'm sure there are a thousand funny stories. Um, I, I, I we I do remember one thing. I I told him I would, I was told him I would use this to homily. I ch- chose not to, but um, there was this one sister who ran the parish outreach what it was it was what it was before they called it parish out you know had all these fancy names but sure. she ran the pantry and and all of that and there were all kinds of rules and whatnot and so he he shows up and after a couple of weeks she goes to him father mcdonald ever since you arrived all the bums keep showing up <laughs> 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 because he would give people money or do yeah <laughs> Again, a great testament to him, though, and the fact that he was always yeah. all the bums, <laughs> all the bums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would say that was probably she was a wonderful sister, but maybe her her, her work might have been better in another place. That's hilarious, <laughs> Father Father Sean. Do you have any other questions, comments? I just know one of the, the, the nicest things that he ever said to me was we were at the seminary um, for a, for diaconate ordination. I think this was when I was in Douglaston. So I went to Huntington for the diaconate ordination. And there was a, a priest there who I, uh, I, my Monsignor would say he didn't necessarily agree with on matters of religion. So he said, <laughs> you know, he, would, that, he walked by and I looked at him and I said, um, that priest doesn't drink the whole milk because, as we know, whole milk is Catholic milk. <laughs> and when, after I said that to him, he looked at me and said, "He said, if anything happens to Bishop Bread, and you could preach at my funeral." So that was my highest honor that I was, <laughs> that I was second, second only to you, Bishop. That was, See, that was my highest honor. He made it very clear. Bishop I was the Bread golden child, but you were the platinum child. So. <laughs> And I was the disappointment child. <laughs> <laughs> Concerts! Concerts! He had well, a, I just say one other thing. He had a great love for priests. And, and, you know, it's funny. The way you described that, it just made me think of this. You know, he didn't know... He, obviously, he had very clear points of view on things. And he, everybody knew how he thought about things. And, um, and, and maybe he wouldn't agree with everybody on everything. But he had a tremendous love for priests in general. Mm-hmm. He saw the holiness and the goodness in people whom he didn't agree with. Mm. And he could see the good that they were able to accomplish. And I, he served with a number of priests. And I'd have to say, you could be all different levels of uh, the theological spectrum, to put it uh, one way. And they all liked him maybe people would t- torment him they'd love to know what buttons to push and tease sure. him <laughs> but but they, but everybody they knew that he was a, a a joyful person so i think that's another thing if we can work on that ourselves to to yeah. really see the good in each other you know if we that and that would be one thing for us as priests father sean and i guess for all of us in the church but just really to be able to see the good in, in the others around us, in the other priests, in the people who we work with, and um, and maybe encourage uh, that, bring out the best in people the way he did. Yeah, I have one one last question. If you if you could 
sum up what what would you like people to say about your time in Rockville Center? It's not a farewell tour; it's a, it's more of a see you later tour. But in your in your legacy, so to speak, what how do you think people would sum you up and all the great work you've done here in the diocese? Well, I don't know if I'd sum my if I'd sum it up this way, but you, to, and to put it the way you asked, what would you hope people would say? I would hope people would say that I was interested in them, that I cared about them, and um, that I would bring the joyful, and hopefully like my Monsignor generous spirit uh, in bringing the gospel. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I always live up to that, but if you're asking me what I'm hoping people would remember or think about me, that I really cared about them. Yeah, I, I know they will. And that's that's what the Diocese of Columbus is is getting a bishop that with everything that you said. So, Do we have any listeners, listeners from Columbus? Um, I probably check. not. Yeah. <laughs> I should say not yet, exactly. Not yet. No, I think it, the, the statistics just go by country, not by state. So okay. I wouldn't be able to... Do we have any out-of-country listeners? How about yes. this? If we have any listeners from Columbus who are listening to this podcast... And you're hearing this right now as you're listening. Give us a shout. Yeah. Give us a well, shout and know that you are, you are in good hands. Great hands. Yes. So, B- Bishop, know of our prayers. And it's it's nice to know that uh, Monsignor McDonald will be watching over all your work in the Diocese of Columbus. Well, thank you very much for watching over all of our, all of our work, right? All of our work. That's yeah, right. That's, that's right. right. Praying that's right. for us. Think of my face. Think of my face. I think my my new dream is to I want to be part of one of Monsignor McDonald's miracles that lead him to sainthood. There you go. I, like I don't want to be in anything serious though. I, that that, that like, it won't count. No, I that's, mean, I, I mean, that's something like, like saying you want to get so sick that you need a miracle. No, but I want it to be like a fun miracle. I don't know if those exist, but <laughs> if, there, if there's a fun miracle, if there's a I fun miracle, it, he'll he'll do it. He'll, yeah, he'll do, it. do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I want to be part of a fun Monsignor McDonald miracle. <laughs> that's so much to ask, Father Sean. <laughs> no, I don't think that's so much to ask. I just don't think that'll get you recognized by the Vatican. Probably that's all I'm not. saying. <laughs> And hey, listen, what an honor it is to be on your 50th podcast. So thank you for asking me. But a lot of uh, all the best of luck and uh, success in that. You're doing good work. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank, thank you, Bishop. Bishop. And God bless everybody who listens to this podcast. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.